Need something fun to do with the kids in the holidays? Take a bus ride with Stagecoach. There's plenty to see and do around Portsmouth by bus. Plus, there's fantastic deals for the whole family. Up to three children can travel for free with an adult who has a Dayrider Gold ticket. Ideal for a family day out. Or a child Dayrider ticket is only £3. Perfect for independent young people. Check out the Stagecoach website for more information and to plan your next adventure. Age restrictions apply to child tickets. See stagecoachbus.com for full details. Right, so here we are then. Episode 49. Yeah. Oh, she made me do it. Counted. Podcast. Morning. Well, the machine did told it? us. Did it? Well, how many episodes we've done. Spotify did. Spotify told me. <laughs> I was on Spotify been? again. I did my rave mix. <laughs> <laughs> we've actually done 51 because we've still got two that haven't been out yet. Two? Yeah. Two, yeah, there's, yeah I'll tell you about it later. Oh. Yeah. It's too secret. You've done one. a little secret one without me. No. Blooming. No, you just told me, hold on to that, hold on to that, hold on to that, hold on to that. So I said, okay, I'm holding and on. And I forget. Oh, yeah, so there you are. I don't know what he's holding on to. <laughs> so our lovely guest, the fabulous Josh, yes. is here with us, going to join in in our, you know, morning yeah. chat. Yeah, evening like chat. And then we're going to tell everybody all about how fabulous he is oh, when we yeah. do his section. Okay, that sounds good. But if you're wondering who the extra voice is that's not mine and dad's, yeah. It's the fabulous Josh. It's the fabulous Hi. Josh. The fabulous Josh. Hi. So we'll talk to him in a minute. Yeah. We'll do the proper intro. So you're you're. All <laughs> oh, right. Go on then. Hello, Darren. How are you? I'm oh, very well, thank you. Are you okay? I'm good. Good. Let's start then. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So are. talk to me. No. Talk to me. You were supposed to be going on holiday for two weeks. Yes. Ooh. Right. In light of this podcast, when we went, when we recorded this, when we're, reco- we're recording this now, a few days before that, Thomas Cook announced very 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 sadly yeah. that they had gone under um losing billion millions of people's jobs mm. it's just horrific yeah horrific i don't think i'd know anybody that hasn't been caught i knew my cousins out in america got stuck mm. out there my cleaner oh no like what am i supposed to do clean my own house <laughs> that's, that's what you're for. Like, <laughs> the biggest my, problem my cleaner is stuck in spain <laughs> i gave her one week off <laughs> <laughs> Poor Charlie. It's all her fault. She did it on purpose, yeah. didn't she? She brought down the company so she didn't have to come yeah. back. I never liked her. <laughs> self, self, self. That's what it was. That's it. That's oh, it. As long as, you're, you know, as long as it's affected you really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can't believe how many people it's affected. But now yeah, you're telling me. I just made this like one line WhatsApp from you going, Tom's cook. Yeah. Which worries me because you're supposed to be going on holiday. Tell me what's happened. Oh, uh, no. I'm supposed to go on holiday tomorrow. Yeah. Got a call. Uh, an email on Monday um, and said it's all been cancelled. Nothing you can do about it. So we've got, we've got the money back. Ta- luckily, you we've did now it. Did got you do it on a credit card? Mm. Oh. You genius! Yeah, that was a great move. <laughs> yeah, my, my uh, Mrs. G. That's she's genius. She did it, and she said because this is why you need. I don't have a credit card. I need to get a credit card for these things. Yeah, mm. yeah. But and, and they paid uh, so quickly. We got one lump yesterday. Wow. And we got the, Final one today. So what are you going to do? So well, we couldn't we couldn't book anywhere because of uh, not f- having the, the full money. Mm. I'm not getting myself into too much debt. No, because it's not worth it. Because no. they say you will get a refund, but when? Yeah. So you worried? You you were like Ooh. yeah yeah. So we had a look around yesterday, and of course everything has gone up. Yeah, yeah so the flight is now. Yeah. Why have they done? Why have they done that? They're prof- aren't they? profit- yeah, profiteering. Yeah. Well, that sucks, mate. Yeah, that is really bad. So expensive. It's not, yeah, it's not just one company. The whole lot have gone. We're going to take the piss. That's and, so um, bad. So you were looking at uh, our holiday was about one five. Yeah. To get the equivalent was three two. No. Where we go in? Turkey. Oh wow. So it wasn't like so we're not going like you're to going to Bahamas like all yeah. the Seychelles. So what you can do? 
So we've been looking around for other places now. Now we've got the full refund. And you've got two weeks. And we've got two weeks off, so now it's down to a week. Oh, that's sad. Because you can't get Isle what we White? wanted. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Worse staycations than... are great. I mean, you can yeah. have some really nice places. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here promoting a staycation. And no. You want to get in the sun, don't you? I was, I was telling our, our station director here at Express FM, the, the, um, the mindset is you're going away and yeah. it's going to be hot. Yeah, yeah so you and you've been really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, like it's been a whole year. Yeah, but it's really, really hard. Yeah, uh, we haven't seen each other a lot over the weekends because yeah. I've been busy doing other yeah. stuff. Um, so I was really looking forward. I thought this is just the complete downtime I want. That, we could have gone anywhere really, but it's just needed that that time where we could just you know sit down and turn the phones off and uh, just enjoy each other, have a laugh. Yeah. yeah. But, um, no, it, it was it was been awful. It really has, and I've been really moody. I'm never moody. No, but people you're have been quite saying an upbeat person. Yeah, people are saying, well, you're right. And I go, fuck off. Yeah, well, you haven't, you haven't had your cleaner for, like, not turn up for a week. This is know? one of the problems that you've got. <laughs> but the honestly. thing is, it's because it's out of your control, isn't it? Yeah. And you just, there's literally, physically nothing you can do about but, it. But, Darren, I'll give, make you feel better. Go on. I'm going to make you feel better. Your cleaner's back on Sunday. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, I'll make you <laughs> feel better. Say the house is going to be clean again. No, yeah. I'll make you feel better because the end of the day is that we're really lucky that we're in stable work. Yeah. We're yeah. really lucky that we're not one of the poor sods that's just lost their job out of the blue. Yeah. You've got to put it in perspective. Put it in perspective. I know like yeah. it's you've worked hard and you're gonna have your you, but you will have other holidays. We'll work it'll work hmm. out. Anyone listening to this, please send Darren a holiday for God's sake. But the yeah. positive thing is the fact that loads of little companies are doing offers for people that have lost their jobs I know, that's Cook, so which is cool. actually a really positive so look about cool. the fact that small yeah. independent businesses yeah. are turning around and offering their services to kind yeah. of, you know, like, boost like them. James Alderson has said anybody who worked with uh, Thomas um, Cook, he's given free tickets nice. to his show yeah Brilliant. lovely Isn't and like lovely? A bar- a barbers were saying like come and get your hair cut or yeah. hairdressers yeah. and like it's just Brilliant. yeah so that's community for well, you well I yeah, really yeah, yeah. hope you find somewhere have we you know the, there's lots of places that do cheap deals you have to just quickly but they don't because of what's going on because it's all gone yeah it's so, just the wrong and, timing and also we found someone yesterday at the time we thought she, uh, Chris texted me and said what about this place have a look oh, there's five minutes I said, that looks fine. Let's just do it. Let's get out there. Mm. Gone. Mm. She shouldn't have just asked you, but she's just gone for it. Yeah. No one needs to tell you stuff. Just do as you're told. (laughs) (laughs) If, if, um, if, yeah, people who work for Thomas Cook, I've talked to with you, obviously. But you still think, you see some of the stories about the the people who owned it Mm. and how much they were getting. Mm. And you really want to punch them in the face. The CEOs need kicking straight in the nuts. Yeah. Don't get me started on charity CEOs. CEOs because oh that's my wrong wrongins wrongins all of them yeah the thing is as well you have to be careful because people are getting phone calls aren't they Bang, saying hi oh, scammers you scammers trying to scam people on the phone saying if you give us your bank details we'll oh, refund the money man. and people are so panicked and oh, need the money no. that they're doing it oh no yeah it's really yeah. terrible so just keep an eye out for that really yeah, just make vile. sure that vile people about aren't they yeah. real vile people yeah so yeah definitely don't give out your bank details no. well that's just a certain that you just don't yeah. do that but some people just are panicked because they are panicked. you're right yeah I had maybe we should get on that scam I'm joking <laughs> do you know what I get could do with an extra cash in my pocket anyway let's talk about this after uh, do you know what it's, it, I always say this you know when people phone up and say can, can I is that Darren and I say yeah and I say, can you confirm your details well no no you phone me, me. Yeah. I always do that yeah well, who can are you, you confirm your details yeah. thank you very much who are you well I'm from Vodafone I don't care how do I know that <laughs> I don't even have Vodafone <laughs> yeah. yeah don't do anything about that yeah. Anyway, so what's your news? That's my rant. Well, yeah, no, it's not as bad. I just wanted to talk to people about ghosting online. 
and emails. Right, oh, so basically, yeah, you, you sort of do. You'll know what I mean. Oh, okay. Um, no, you do. Business. She told you. You do know. Do you know. will <laughs> know. You will know when okay. I explain. So business ghosting. Okay. So on. I've just literally got into the work. So it's two, two things. Like basically you email someone. They know mm-hmm. they've read it. Yeah. And they haven't replied. Right. I just think it's rude. No. It's rude, Darren. No. It's rude because like, I'm busy. I'm busy. I've got three children. I've got f- five businesses. I still reply to everyone. Just make time to reply to someone. Mm. I but think I it's do, rude. I, I still do that thing at 8.30 at night. What? When my phone goes off. You're still looking at it. I don't know. Don't, no, I don't. don't maybe apply to them eight at night. You don't have to do. You don't have to apply to them there and then. Well, that's what you're saying. You can probably have. No, I'm not saying that. I think you are. No, I'm not. What I'm well, saying is, if I've sent I've an email to now. someone, if I've sent an, <laughs> if I've, if I've sent an email to someone, they don't yeah. have to reply to me instantly. They could take up to a week. Yeah. Reply. Yes, I get, get that. Um, it's I, just I courtesy. Now. Or at least just turn around and say, Thank right, you I'm really email. sorry, I've yeah. I got your email, got your message, give me some time and I'll get back to you. That's yeah. what yeah. I do. Or it's not for us at the moment, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, I actually just say to people now, um, look, just remind me in a couple of days because I'm thick and I've got a head like a sieve. Yeah. So please but you've acknowledged them. You, I've, yeah, never not known you, I've never not known you to not acknowledge anything. No. So it's that. I just think, and some of these people, and then I've started people are telling me to go on to LinkedIn so I've started going on to LinkedIn nightmare yeah and there's and you and they're the, the, people are inboxing you like really horrible like hardcore selling so, yeah, yeah. so I had a bit of fun with someone earlier <laughs> oh my gosh tell me <laughs> I want to hear I want to hear it or can you not well yeah. I can I suppose no, so I basically names. I think sometimes like etiquette of stuff like it was like 7 6 30 in the morning she's inboxed me going have you sorted out your mortgage recently? Da, 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 da. Ah, I thought, you're yeah. basically cold selling me on an inbox, on a, on a platform. And I thought, I said, oh, I love property. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> love property. I love property. I've been in property since 1989. I have. Very specific. Okay, I, yeah, yeah. I have. That's when well, I We've had saying. a house longer than that. Well, well yeah. We've had then, a roof over our head. We're I, not that poor. I said, I do developing. Mm-hmm. I do that. I do that. And I'm really into development loans. Can you get me a development loan? And I know fact that there's no development loans there. No one's doing development loans since 2007 when the market crashed. There's nothing. There's not such okay. a thing. I said I used to lo- get loans from my solicitor and from that West. What can you do? Yes, we can do that for you. No, you can't. <laughs> and I and then she goes, give me your number, and I get my broker to um talk to you. I said, and then I sort of ignored the question. I went, so what's your um? How much percentage do you need to loan to value? So basically, if mm. it's hundred grand, you'd for twenty five for your development loan. What's your percentage? I got to do it GCSE maths. This is hard for me to work out. Well, no, but... no, no. So, so if it's normally if it's a development loan, you normally had to put down like forty percent yourself, okay. and they would top it up with sixty. Oh, okay. It's short fine. term. You'd only have the loan for like three months while you did the house up and then sold it. Back oh, wow. in the good old days, it's yeah. a development loan okay. with developments. Yeah, and then. She goes, I'm sure my broker will be able to tell you this. I said, what's your number again? And I'm like, go and ask someone that knows. Go and ask someone that knows what they're talking about and come back to me. <laughs> Good for you. But you I'm thinking, to. don't yeah. inbox yeah. me. Random crap. When you Anyway, but that's not what my rant was. was like, And then if somebody, you go on Instagram to someone. So you've gone out your way to Instagram or reach out to someone. And you can see that they've read it because it's a scene. And it's the same with inbox messaging on Facebook. You can yeah. see when someone's read it and then they still don't come back to you. I get it sometimes if someone's really busy and they've got stuff to do. I get it. And then I'll make it, if it's someone like, no, I'll make a joke. I'll ghost her like that. I'll make a joke yeah. out of it. But it's, it's. Um, I just think it's rude. I just think this day and age, like answer to people back. Like always help people. Mm. 
why why ignore them? Mm-hmm. I've been Who's ignored a lot this week, Dan. <laughs> See, both, <laughs> we've got we've got the moody blues here, and we just like, rah, 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 kill people. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll get that. So it, to um, reply to people, don't ghost them. LinkedIn, you're right. They are quite aggressive. I had someone tell yeah. me your real profile needs work on, and I said, "Cheers, fuck off." Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I, like you said before, I can't stand uh, wrong etiquette when it comes to emails no. or anything like that. I yeah. like to say, "Hello, nice to see yeah. you. Thank yeah. you very much. Kind regards. Many thanks." Yeah, and I hate it when people just put, "You need to do this," or you know, when you're having any sort of interaction with someone and they just mm. think that it's okay just to kind of be really blunt about it. I like to be like personable and approachable. That's part of the fun. I just, like, think, or, I just think they're up their asses. Yeah, or, totally. The, per- the perfect job is out there waiting for you. Is it? Where is it then? You need to, if you do this, you'll get it. No, I won't. No. I Just won't keep your head down, work yeah. hard, be nice to people and it'll, it'll happen. Hugs. Yeah, hugs are the answer. <laughs> hugs. It. World of hugs. That's what you need. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm pulling out. Well, I was, I've only been on the LinkedIn for a couple of months, but, oh. Oh, but then I'm going in there and taking the piss and coming back out now. Because it's just like a fun game now for me. Mm. But I'm not keen on it. I don't like the world of business. Don't like no. the world of corporate. No. That's the difference. Yeah. Love entrepreneurs. Love... Mm excitement and entertainment and stuff like that and don't like the corporate world that's not probably what it that, is, is no. it? it's only no. made for corporate stuff i'm not it? employable me neither don't worry about it hum we'll stay together <laughs> we'll sort something out uh, neither is darren but don't tell express fm no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm long gone, long gone. <laughs> way 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 beyond that one right okay so should we introduce josh yes please oh, right nice. the fabulous josh is pompey's very own buckland born jester clown Running around disco boots, they dominate nightlife hosting some of the most city's prolific club nights and post-show parties. Currently in residence at the New Theatre Royal, they're working on two shows. Knees Up, a cabaret featuring entertainment so light you'll be able to spread in on toast at the Blue Lagoon in Hillsy Lido and taking a backseat by di- uh, direct directoring directoring and producing Wearing Mum's Makeup, a show all about engaging Pompey's mums in arts and theatre. This Sandy Togstig enthusiast is also Sandy Togstig. Sandy Togstig. Sandy Togstig. No, what Sandy Togstig. Sandy Togstig. Yeah. yeah, I read it right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, is also a part-time specialist support worker for LGBTQ plus nine seven one six MFI, whatever it is now. Uh, young people working to support inclusion in our city by working with a variety of young people, families, and professionals focused on action and striving for ports to be a truly. Um, diverse and inclusive city of safety and opportunity building bridges breaking down stigmas and just here to show off our wonderful city of the port sea island play up pompey josh is here. i love that it's very desert island discs kirsty young introduction was i like right? that yeah it was great i love it i'm here for it thank you very much <laughs> there is no charge to <laughs> thank you very much. i make him read it because i can't read <laughs> Dyslexics here, don't worry. Yes, you've got double D's here. It's in Braille. Hieroglyphics. So so let's go for your career then. How did it all start for you, uh, Mr. Flamboyant? Oh, Mr. Flamboyant, I'll take that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, when I was younger, I was Portsmouth born and bred, and I just kind of got into theatre and arts, as any young kid did when you're kind of feeling a bit disenfranchised with life and you sort of get yourself that way. 
18, I kind of was a bit disenfranchised with the city and I moved to London for about seven years. I did my degree. Um, I kind of found some weird and wonderful creatures in London and there are some very weird and wonderful creatures in London. Um, and I was putting on loads of nights, doing lots of club hosting. But I felt like every time I'd come back to Portsmouth, I felt this kind of twinge of change that was happening in Portsmouth. And I thought, actually, I really want to be part of that. Yes. Um, so with a variety of fact- contributing factors, I decided to move back down to Portsmouth. And I've been here for like nearly four years again now. And I really love being able to be right on the pulse of the city to kind of help mm. develop its kind of moving cultural change, which I feel like we can all feel, um, especially down South Sea, Albert Road, where there's very much a palpable energy, which is kind of creative and yeah. bubbling. And I'm so happy to be part of it. So, um, yeah, it's really nice to be back now. When, when, when you, you moved back, I mean, I had, cause <clears> I've lived out there for 20 years. Um, did you feel like a, a pang well, as soon as you came here? back home yeah. I thought this is going to make did you feel like I am home that yeah. kind of warm feeling yeah well the thing is is you know I think because I felt so ostracised by Portsmouth you know being mm. a young gay boy in, in Portsmouth and you it gay. wasn't me gay what a surprise well, uh, LGBTQ um, you, specialist it's, it's, <laughs> but no, he's I, come out on the podcast <laughs> hey just to let everyone know that I am I literally fan. just took a massive gulp of coffee then and it went all over you I am indeed a fabulous <laughs> queer homosexual um God love you, mate. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I, when I when I t- when I was eighteen, I kind of was like, no, this is not the place for me. It's a small town, you know, Bronski beat small town boy. What year would that have been? That was probably two thousand and I think I left in two thousand and nine. So okay. um, that was kind of when. Um, maybe a couple of years earlier I cut my brain I've you know, partied too much that my numbers just lose out my head um, but yeah so I very much like this city wasn't for me um, but like I said when I started coming back um, I felt sort of for London was a bit too much and I came back and every time I was on the coach because I couldn't afford a train I'd come back and as I soon as I'd turn round and see the spinnaker something would happen and wow. I felt really at home mm. again um, and that's when I really knew that okay this is where I need to be right now and since I've been back you know I found a wonderful community uh, that I've kind of helped create and helped shape. I feel really proud of what I've managed to do. Um, and it's just gone from strength to strength. And now I'm lucky enough to be in the situation where I am, where I'm working for the local authority as an LGBTQ specialist. I mean, what a full circle moment that is, feeling disenfranchised by the city and now being part of something which is a brand new job role, which is new for the whole sort of service that we offer and kind of being able to shape what that looks like, you know, from knowing what it was like to feel not accepted and not part of anything to now sort of encouraging that in, in across yeah. the city yeah. and now I work with kind of teachers I've worked with um, social workers I've worked with like nurses and doctors I've done a lot of work trying to embed inclusion and cultural kind of um, uh, diversity in our city but you know as well as that and now I've got this residency at the New Theatre Royal and I'm working on a multitude of shows it's like everything everything I wanted to do I'm ticking the boxes it's of that it's falling, falling into place yeah and it's like I said it's a real full circle moment it's like the New Theatre Royal was a great opportunity for me because it was the first theatre I ever performed in so to now be back there making work which is my work which has my vision my sort of integrity mm. to it it's great and I'm really proud of that because I think it's it, I'm in the place where I belong it's my city and it belongs to me what, what kind of negatives are you still facing out there? Oh loads I mean I try not to focus too much on the negatives but as you can imagine there's still quite a lot of homophobic abuse that mm. happens and I think generally Portsmouth's like a small microcosm of a large issue so I think there's something ridiculous like the statistics aren't right but 87% of trans um transphobia has been it has increased over the last couple of years so i see it's kind of a bit of a seesaw we we push forward with progression and and with inclusion but actually there's that other side of the seesaw that pushes against that um so the sort of two extremes become more and more severe Mm. but with that being said the community as it stands is stronger than ever 
Uh, mm. We've managed to spend the last, like, however many years bounding together as a whole to be able to make sure that we can stand strong and be, no pun intended, a really strong stone wall against any sort of infiltration of negativity. So... I think the negativity... It's education. It is. And that's what I spend a lot of my time doing, yeah. is educating people, saying, actually, let's have these conversations, which is one of the reasons why I like to do it through um, the making and theatre processes, because actually the theatre is a really good way of bridging together communities. Yeah, of course. And using what I call queer practice to kind of engage with disengaged people, to actually have conversations like... For example, like I've got this big thing around uh, single parents. And actually, if we look at the stigmas of single parents, specifically mothers, and we look at the stigma of the LGBT community, there's lots of similarities there. So why can't we then, which is what the mum show is all about, is bringing those together and actually having that sort of conversation and saying, actually, we're quite similar. Let's yeah. bound together. It's not us that we're fighting against. It's the, it's the big, you know, the big company bosses, all of that sort of you know, harsh capitalism that we're fighting against. And actually, us as minority communities need to bound together and actually mm. show something solidarity and stand together you, you mentioned about, about the corporates and stuff job. like that yeah mm, it's, 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 it's difficult because there's so much anger yeah um disillusionment in the world yeah, yeah. And definitely but it's i think it's because, target, they, it's because yeah. they don't understand they don't understand yeah. they don't know enough yeah but they don't, and they've yeah, but grown up everyone's a... pissed off at the moment aren't they yeah, yeah. They are, yeah so what you do is you naturally pick on yeah, uh, a something smaller, as a small, easy. Yeah, yeah. So you just go for that. So you, you know, there must be. As we mentioned before, like the negativity. Yeah, you, you probably there must be more cases of uh, of it now than probably was a year ago. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's more of the pushback against the progression. Yeah. Um, I think people's like conversations, like you know, even the abuse has been the same. That's so gay you queer all that sort of abuse has been the same for years so the same sort of rhetoric is there but the approach is a little bit different there is a lot more volat like it's a lot more volatile now it's a lot more violent and i don't think that's particularly aimed at specific minority communities mm. i think that is a disillusionment like you said with the, w- the way that the country is as a whole and i think actually i think there's a i i would like to think oh i would like to think that actually there's a little bit of jealousy there because actually the lgbt community and its sort of partners and allies have bounded together in support um and we've got a wonderful things like pride that happened especially portsmouth Pride, which was beautiful that people mm. are kind of jealous that they but then it's they not can't be part but of they that. can yeah. be because that's the um exactly. it's the, the letter which is a a for a- allies allies that's that's it. It. i did know it yeah yes. and i feel looking at the i've got obviously where i look at my following and i've got a lot of people under oh, the age of, a lot of people a lot of people under the age of 18 right yeah and yeah, they I have no issue with it at all yeah so it's like it's sort of like you know as you go in waves yeah. as you go up the years this won't be an issue in like another 20 20 30 years fingers crossed i don't mm. i don't think it will because it's it's just it's very normal in the classroom it's very understood it's like my my child's just started at utc and they've got a, a gender toilet yeah the, the utc toilet i do know, quite a lot of tours of the schools and actually utc is obviously one of the newer sites yeah and it's really great that they do have non-gender specific toilets yeah. and that's a wonderful feature that a lot of schools are starting to adopt now yeah. so, and, and i've I, gone into the lots of the schools and had these conversations and they're really i mean they're all at different the whole landscape of portsmouth schools is very different but everyone is working towards something and as long as we're working towards something you can't really have a go because you've got to appreciate everyone's level of mm. kind of acceptance and what that journey looks like for them so and that's more like the adults and the teachers again yes but if you look at the pupils mindset yeah. they've got no problem at all no. no problem at all with it at yeah. all so it's just like it's like you said you've got this massive wave of everything everyone's saying yeah check me out check me out from years of like you 40 years ago getting 50 years ago getting hung 
Mm. So it's like you've come huge way in this in this movement, but like you said, that you will get criticised because they're jealous because you're getting attention. And that's it. And I think what, <laughs> when it comes to schools, I find really interesting. So I used to work in a local secondary school where quite a... Uh, an aggressive kind of volatile place and I was always kind of very uh, nervous about them seeing kind of some of the performance stuff that I do and what that was going to look like because I can't like to keep my social media quite public because I believe that mm. it's a space for me to be able to be visible in public um, and as soon as they sort of clocked on I did like a, a Christmas light opening one time and a lot of them were there and I was going around Snapchat and the next day all these kids came up to me and I was really nervous and all of them even the even the boys were just kind of like good for you sir like this is really positive and to think that like you said with that attitude attitude when I think it was only like 2012 2007 or 2001 of that year when actually section um section 28 was abolished um so actually from sec- where we were with section 28 to where we are now it's just mad and actually mm. that's what I'm saying before it's like the amount of and the progress that's come so quickly has that same amount of backlash so what was section 28 so section 28 was the um <laughs> it was where you weren't nice. basically allowed uh, it was a margaret thatcher uh law implementation where you weren't allowed to talk about homosexuality in school oh, or that was kind of off limits so to think that only stopped that in co- the, the noughties yeah yeah so it's, it's really weird that a tory would actually dictate to someone about yeah, sexual how preferences <laughs> what a surprise. yeah shock horror on that one <laughs> not all tories are like that just want to put no, 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 of course not. Just, Disclaimer. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you look at what happened in, on the case against Batter and all our government, yeah, interesting. Um, I was going to say to you, is, I've forgotten because I've thought of a gag now. Right, I, yeah, don't say it. What I was going to say is... No, sorry, I that's went, what I was going to say. All right, okay. Um, positive role models. Yes. The LGBT, you mentioned about, you know, they're making it illegal before X amount of years and all yeah. that kind of stuff. The, the film with Alan Turing and his life, yeah, um, was incredible, and I think having someone like that to show the film to young people mm-hmm. um, is, is a game changer. Yeah, because following his life is, is, oh, is and incredible. he was such and he did so yeah. much for us, didn't he? Cracked the code yeah. that stopped us but, from. But if you're a young lad, you'd go, "Go on," because he's shooting the Germans and all the rest yeah, of it. It's yeah, about yeah. war, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Anyway, this this movie's slightly different from what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, no, and then you felt so sorry for him. Yeah, mm. and I think that kind of role modelling is mm. the way that we can move forward. And I know that a lot of, um, say, maths departments in schools, for example, put pictures of Alan Turing and talk about that mm. part of his life because actually, if we can go through and re-examine what our history looked like, and then kind of uh, look at what our shortfalls were, what we did wrong, and being able to celebrate some of those figures that had that such uh, adversity, it will un- it will get our young people to understand the journey that we've all been on. And actually, those sort of stories of yeah. adversity from LGBT are kind of very similar to other types of oppression that has, that's happened. And actually, all those sort of characters are now being brought up again. It's like Frida Kahlo is, is someone that was quite highly celebrated um, in art, the arts departments at schools because actually she had a lot of adversity for her life for many different reasons. So it's about being able to be able to put those back on a pedestal and kind of celebrate that. Mm. And, you know, I, I get a lot of messages from young people um, so when we do Pride and things like that, we get a lot of messages on Instagram from young people saying how, you know, being really complimentary and being really loving about that. Um, and actually, it's really nice to see that they're being proactive about trying to find some role models or have positive messages. So they kind of like message you saying, you know, so good to see you up there. It's really lovely to see you be yourself. And the fact that they're identifying the idea of individuality at this point when they're like 13, 14, I think mm. it's a wonderful thing. And it's just something that we just keep having to push. Excuse the expression, but how hard was it for you to, to come out? Um, oh, it's it's kind of a. I'd said it's not like a, a pun, is it? <laughs> 
no, I, I, you know, we could we could examine that if you wish, but we're not a carry on moving. No, so we, 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 we already spoke about biting wood, so we move, move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it was a bit of a funny one for me. Uh, I came out kind of preteenish. I kind of it was like an instant that I knew. Um, and at school, I just was unabashedly myself. I would strut down the corridors with my top done up, look like Britney Spears singing "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." But as soon as that kind of really pubescent years hit in, it was kind of a real kind of shock. Um, and I was having this conversation last night that when I was about 14, there was almost felt like a darkness that just kind of overtook my body oh. when I really realised, actually, I'm really different. Not only am I different, but I've also got to challenge the fact that all these other people are having their own hormones and I feel more left out than ever because obviously, you know, a lot of, the, a lot of your peers are straight and heterosexual, um, or at the time they perceive that. And so you start to realise that as time goes on, a distance becomes. And I felt more and more detached from the life that I was leading. And I just got came in myself, which is really kind of sad, considering that I was quite a flamboyant, outgoing, like young person. And then for a long, long time, it was having to sort of rebuild that level of confidence because you felt so separate to everyone that you go through almost like these stages of grief. Like I was angry for a lot of years. I was angry at straight people. I was angry at politics. I was so angry about everything. And then you spend years of sadness where you're upset and you kind of, why do I have to be like this? But ultimately, you know, you have somewhat of a full circle moment where you turn around and go, I'm happy to be myself. I'm happy to be who I am. And this is why I'm so proud of young people where I hopefully, where hopefully they're being able to feel that a lot early on because they feel like there's more of a community for them than ever mm. was when we were younger. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was difficult um, at school particularly, but I was really lucky with my family. So I've got a really small family. It's really just me and my mum. Um, and all the work, all my theatre work that I do is, you know, I always talk about my mum quite a lot because she's such an important part of that process and practice. Like Knees Up, the cabaret show, comes from the fact that when I went to drama school, which was like drama art school, um, I came back and was like, oh yeah, mum, you know, we're looking at body art and body modification. Oh, this is so cool and trendy. And she was just like, why can't you just do a show which is entertaining, right? It's <laughs> true, along, it's so true, Have some food. All right, why does it have to be all up here? <laughs> yeah. All right, bring it down for me and I want to have a good time. And that's where a lot of the work comes from. So mum always a big, been a big inspiration for that and um, because she just turned around and was like it's fine you know we're small we're very much in the heart of Buckland but we you know she protected me and we sort of together we managed to navigate through this really yeah. difficult situation yeah. a lot, a lot of, sort of um, I must imagine that the um, you know a lot of young people are sort of thinking oh god what's my dad gonna say mm. But a lot of dads are really cool. And, and, and they, they're your, we know, their kid. Yeah. We know. Yeah, I mean, I work with a lot of families. Um, and, you know, part of the work that we do is trying to re- rebuild and repair such for mm. fam- breakdowns in family communication. And a lot of the time you find that not, it's not because of the fact that they are unaccepting. It's the fact that they don't speak the same languages. Mm. It's the fact that really what you're trying to do is translate from the young person to an adult. Because actually things were different however many years ago for a parent than it was for the young person and they don't understand what's what is happening mm. because yeah. the language is so different even some of the terminologies you know even a lot of the time i have problems with people when i use the word queer the word queer is actually a positive it's been reclaimed in the 90s to turn into something which is you know positive for the community which means you queer something which means it's different as a positive right. so even some of that particular logistics of the language is something which is a barrier um so all i tend to do is just sort of offer space to, for families to have these conversations and just say well actually this young person meant this and actually this person said that and actually why don't we tie it up because ultimately you know parents love their young people they love mm. their kids that just goes a lot of the time not all the time but a lot of the time that kind of goes 99 percent of the time yeah and so when yeah. you're in those situations you just remind 
I mean, it sounds really kind of tight up in a neat bow and it's not as simple as that. But really, when you boil it down, it is just that. It's just you love you, you love them, doesn't matter who they are. Right, there we go. We've now managed to make communication happen. What, what, what do you see for the future of Portsmouth and you? Um, for the future of Portsmouth... Um, again, I want everything to be a little bit more utopic. Uh, that's kind of my dream, where everything's tied in a nice bow, where um, in my brain we've got all of our wonderful creative people, all of us here, um, some wonderful people that I love working with. Like I love working with the Neptune Girls, Amber Tremaine, all of those sort of groups, where we basically run this city. You know, I've just got this image of us just being able to kind of turn around and be like the role models for what Portsmouth should be and what Portsmouth should stand for because so I really colourful. believe it. Because yeah. it's so, so colourful, colourful and it's lots of adversity to talk about adversity, lots of difference, all of those sorts of things yeah. and that's what Portsmouth needs to be celebrating and that's where I see us as kind of, you know, like we're leading the way. We're like the Portsmouth Avengers. Well, I, I went to <laughs> After Pride party at Driftfar. Yes. And I didn't really know because obviously I was a little bit not yeah, all there. Little yes. bit, little bit, you know. No, oh, well, yeah. It's unusual. <laughs> it's about as rare as him saying he was gay. It was just, <laughs> and it was the end of the night. And I, but I was thinking, oh, I don't, I don't want to go home because I'm still awake. That's an espresso martini. <laughs> and I walked upstairs in drift. And I've been to drift many, many times, seen many, many things, done many, many things upstairs in drift. I walked upstairs in drift. There was glitter stars on the floor. There was like, and I walked in, and it felt like I was in New York. You transformed your night and it was the best night I've had in a long time. It was mm. so, so good. Yeah, and that's it was what it's so about. good. It was just like I've never seen anything like it. And I knew I love you anyway, and I knew you were up on the oh I'm gonna go Josh's night. <laughs> and then I walked up Oh my god, this is amazing. I wasn't expecting how brilliant it was gonna be. Oh well, thank you. But that's part of it though, is is that bringing all of those stuff that we see and we love about kind of nightlife, about you know, studio fifty four culture, all of that and it's just kind of picking that up and plonking it in Portsmouth do you just walk why around, not do you just walk around with like a a, a curtain of glitter is that I what? must admit my <laughs> flat is tiny but I have got reams and reams of glitter slash curtain nice literally it's just it's like tinsel my curtains it. isn't yeah, it I love, I love it. a tinsel curtain everyone knows if I'm being booked for a show or if I'm putting on a show you have to get the tinsel curtain in 100% but that's I so love important, that. and it's and and you know, like so in my in my head, uh, you know, I've got this. We've got this uh, mixing pot of fabulousness of all the fabulous things that Portsmouth's going to offer, and I hope really for myself that I can just kind of grow it and continue. I mean, it is quite tricky still being sort of a, a lone artist and a lone maker, um, but you know, with help of other people and and you know, it takes a village mentality. I'm hoping that we can continue to make our things on a bigger and bigger and bigger and a massive scale, so that mm. we can actually you know turn the party 24 hours a day just want to quickly end on your entertainment side of life Mm -hmm. um and incredible news that you've just been given um grants and Mm. um work at the new theatre royal new theatre royal being quite highbrow yeah so talk to us quickly about new theatre royal and yeah, well, the, the, like I said, the new theatre, well, I did a, a gig there last year for Fun Palaces, which is their open day, and I just kind of hosted a fashion show. And um, their kind of uh, new executive, Scott Ramsey, came Scotty over. Scottish Scott. Scottish Scott, um, <laughs> came over and just said, right, let's have a meeting. And I met up with him, and I was kind of a bit nervous because it was the first time that I had like a proper meeting with someone proper in Portsmouth. <laughs> and, you know, I am a Buckland boy, so I don't, I don't dot my I's and cross my T's. 
Um, and it was really great. It was a really good conversation we had about the things that I'm really interested in, I'm really passionate about, and how we can make that work. So we spent quite a lot of time putting some funding applications together, talking about how we can navigate some of this work in Portsmouth, how it can fit into the plans of what the theatre sees for the ports for Portsmouth and how we can move forward with it. And it was just it was just kind of a match made in heaven, really. So so that's when we started thinking about putting on the knees up for the north of the city, trying to engage culture up there a bit more and trying to see if we can bleed out a little bit further. And obviously the Mum Project, we found um, a funding pot, which was the Esmo Fairburn uh, f- uh, Foundation funding. Um, and that was, like I said, that's for the re- research and development of the work in uh, Wearing Mum's Makeup so show. Quickly, so tell us about um, Mums with Makeup. So what was the idea behind that? What are you going to do? Um, I know it's, it's very early. Yeah, it's super early. Um, but that kind of came from this idea of the fact that I want to engage my mum particularly. And um, I have found that since mum's been engaging with me culturally and she got up in front of Pride she for 4,000 people, which is amazing because three years ago <laughs> she wouldn't have done that. So I can see the confidence that she's gained from being involved in the arts and theatre and actually there's a massive stigma around people engaging with theatre it's not somewhere anymore that you would just turn up book a ticket and go is it you know it's like a real it takes a real lot of effort because a lot of people have got theatre anxiety you know they go into space they don't know how to act how do you sit in your seats how much is it going to be is it going to be expensive all of those anxieties are like really present when you go to the theatre so what we're trying to do is engage this kind of um, mums particularly of saying actually you know, the theatre's for you. And I'm sick of seeing shows at the Royal Court where they've got mattresses on walls and they've got Burberry hats and they think they're working class. No, actually, get these people into the theatre, making the theatre, so they can actually tell their own stories. Because I'm sick of yeah. stories being told on people's behalf. Actually, yeah. get them in yeah. to make the work. Yeah. Um, so that they so much feel, interesting. They feel confident and yeah. that, that people can understand them a bit more. Nice. Yeah. There you go. It has been brilliant to talk to you. Thank you very much. The main thing is, if people want to well, want to hire you for events or, or just for the sheer shits and giggles, yeah. Um, <laughs> how can they get hold of you, Josh? Um, uh, I'm very active on the Instagram. So uh, my Instagram handle is at Josh's Fab. Or if you're not an Instagrammer because um, you're over the age of 30 um, and you use Facebook, um, then please uh, you can find me on Facebook at, uh, at Josh's Really Fab because obviously at Josh's Fab was already gone. So at Josh's Aww. Really Fab is Rude. on Facebook. Yeah. And then for tickets, because this, you know, I'm, this hopefully this will go out quick. Yes. Is um, the Hillsy <laughs> show at the Blue Lagoon, which is this Friday coming. This Friday coming. Tickets yeah. available at New Theatre Royal. Yes. I'm going to be there. Come and say hi to everyone. Yes. And it's going to be a great night out. It's going to be great. It's the first Friday of every month from October, November, December. So I look forward to seeing you there. That's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. That's what you do. Thanks, Josh. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Cheers, guys. Hounds. A tailored combination of barbering and hairdressing techniques within exquisite creative space in Southsea, brought to life by art and music. Hounds Ethos is by combining friendly customer service with a passion for providing an enjoyable hair experience people will want to come back time and time again. Find us on Facebook at Hounds Barbers or on Instagram at Hounds underscore Barbers. For more information, try the website houndsbarbers.com. Come and get a haircut, snippety snip. Snippity snip. Snip. <laughs> They have to wait for me to finish my snip.